Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be very interesting because oh. I didn't realise that you've been recording the video for the last no. ten minutes. I think you set it up thinking that we were ready to go. Yeah. And then all sorts of things have happened, like wires have got tangled. I've been getting more and more angry. It might be quite interesting to look back at, Ellie, that people can see <laughs> the way that this... Because this slick operation that people just think, oh, God, everything. <laughs> the script is obviously written and they pour yeah. over that. It's going to be quite interesting because there's bits where, where I'm shouting quite a lot and that kind of thing. We had a bit of a, we had a real contretemps, didn't we? An almost <laughs> argument. Yeah, we, we've talked before on the podcast that we don't really ang- argue at all. Not In fact, our first and one and only, maybe out of two or three arguments, was over the release date of Gina G's Ooh Just a Little Bit. That got tense, didn't it? <laughs> that was a, that's an argument as it's gone. But the thing is, we don't have many listeners. But what we do have are people who've listened from the beginning. We don't might not have loads of listeners, but the ones that we do have know all of these stories anyway, so there's not really much point repeating the nope. stories. So it's going to be very interesting uh, to see that video back. Yeah. Also, talking of... Well, actually... Let's get into the podcast itself. Yeah. This week's going to be a bit more haphazard. I mean, people are thinking, oh, my God. Surely not. How can you get more <laughs> haphazard than it usually is? But the reason for that is because I've it's been a very busy week. Yeah. I've been doing lots of school stuff. And also, I have just got back from a gig in London last night. I think one of the reasons for being on edge, Ellie, is because I've got a harrowing journey story. Oh. And it's not even the one that we've been meaning to tell you. We were going <laughs> to tell you that this week. We agreed that this yeah. week was going to be when we told the harrowing... But I've got a new one as of yesterday, which is very harrowing indeed, uh, very dramatic. I'm holding some dark chocolate as well because I thought that might kind of perk me up a little bit because I've not had a lot of sleep and dark chocolate really does that. So I'm going to eat some dark chocolate. We'll play the previously on the David Eagle podcast jingle, which I've just realised. You know, there's a bit where I do a little voiceover yeah. before it says, it's a David Eagle podcast, which says something hilarious. I forgot to do it. <laughs> so I've just realised that that's not happening. So instead, at that point, I'll just fade that bit down and then we'll listen to the sound of me masticating. Are we moving Masticating into- dark chocolate. <laughs> We're moving into ASMR. Is that the right initials? That's what they call it, isn't it? Yeah. Auto-sensory meridian response. Not much point telling you what telling you what that is because we've talked about that on the podcast in 2016, listeners. <laughs> you remember that, won't you? Yeah. It's going to be haphazard, but I'm actually really looking forward to it because I think we've got some good stuff to tell. Yeah, we've got a, a tea that we've not tried before. Anyway, let's not yeah. tease. Let's just get on with it. Let's do the podcast, for goodness sake. Right, here it is. So I'm got a voiceover bit, so I don't know, think of your own. I'll just enjoy the sounds of me masticating dark chocolate. <laughs> Previously on the David Eagle podcast. Elephants' penises and that kind of thing. And yeah. Snapped your end off, haven't you? Mawa, mawa, bala silly. What, what, what? Hey, cucumber, a duck in your crotch. It's a jacket. In the bed. Oh, I didn't even mean to do it. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I know. I know you'd be up for my penis, Mary. I know that. Sorry, a pigeon's just shit all over my notes. Bit of scramble, Fido. How are you spelling that? He's doing really well on the Google. He's our grandson. Keep your mouth shut when we're making love. My goodness. Oh, my Timothy. Mm. <laughs> this dark chocolate is very nice. Anyway. It's the David Eagle Podcast. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Perfect introduction, I'm sure you'll all agree there. Yeah. To do that more often, just masticate different foods. Uh, for the subtitlers, I am saying masticate. Um, <laughs> otherwise, someone's going to go masturbating dark chocolate. <laughs> 
And who is this dark chocolate uh, you're referring to? It's a very different to? video. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think you can call them that these days. Okay. Talking of unpolitically correct comedy, I was doing a gig in London last night. There was a group of Romanians in the audience on the front row. And uh, the previous act before me... The previous act before me, in other words. <laughs> the previous act. The previous act. As I said, dark chocolate really perks me up. It's, it's probably kicked in here now. The act before me um, had done some stuff about blind people having heightened sense of smell. It's quite odd when, as someone who's blind and talks a little bit about that now and again on stage, to have the previous act who isn't blind talking about blind things. He didn't even know I was there either, so it was just a coincidence. And I was on after this, so obviously that gave me a lot of material to work with. And I went on and I said about, uh, well, it's true what they say about blind people having an increased sense of smell. In fact, I'll prove it to you right now. And I walked in to the front row of the audience and went, <laughs> Romanians. And uh, oh, it went down very well. Not with the Romanians. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no, it didn't go down very well. And then I, I did apologise to the Romanians as well. I said, I've got quite a few jokes uh, based on wordplay and I do speak very fast. Uh, and also, I've, my, all my jokes are anti-Romanian. So... Um, <laughs> Very good. Uh, flying the flag for politically incorrect comedy, David Eagle, you know. <laughs> when you do all your walk, snowflakey stuff, I get it out of my system in the folk world, you know, and then I come into the comedy and it's it's, it's wall-to-wall racism with me. Um, <laughs> it's normally homophobia, but it's uh, it's Pride Week, isn't it? So, month. Pride Month. Whole month, Oh, bloody yeah. hell. They want a whole month. Yeah, sorry, you've got to just keep that stuff under wraps for a bit. I know, it's, that's, that's frustrating because I've got some big gigs coming up and I was really looking forward to laying into the game, but <laughs> not able to do that this month. Never mind. Um, right. Oh, I feel, I feel the dark chocolates. The dark chocolates I think made, it might have kicked in. It's made me bigoted. <laughs> <laughs> We've, as we mentioned, though, the main event, the main drama, the main story to report relating to that gig was what happened afterwards. My goodness, we have a harrowing... Oh, my, my goodness. We've done this first one. First one, oh, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Five minutes in, and first one. <laughs> um, also, Ellie, we mentioned last week's gig in Liverpool yeah. with the Chatty Girls, and I didn't mention something else about that gig where we had someone very effusive in the audience who had the craziest laugh. It was too intense. It was so good that it, it became bad because it meant that you'd be trying to do a joke and you couldn't couldn't start another one or you know like you do a joke and some of my jokes they work on a number of levels so you get <laughs> joke punchline but that's the, that punchline isn't the big punchline that's just coming into another bit then you've got another punchline and another punchline the trouble is i do the first punchline and then he would go in fact let's just start the bloody podcast <laughs> right i'm gonna play you the clips because i just think What's the point in teasing what's going up? If people Let's are going to listen to it, it or they're not going to come. So you know what happens. We're going we're gonna to talk about a herbal <laughs> tea. We're going to play a cassette roulette where uh, Ellie's going to put her hand in my big box and pull out a cassette. Yep. Whatever's on the cassette, we're going to play. We forgot about the potatoes. I've got a mild bit of potato news. So, so a mild bit of potato yeah. news coming up. I'm going to play you this clip in the next uh, few seconds of the, with this person laughing. Also, Ellie's been doing some clandestine recordings. Mm. I've had a little listen to them. I found something that I find very intriguing, so we're going to play that as well. Okay. And the harrowing journey, of course, coming up. And some other stuff, maybe, as well. <laughs> OK, there we go. All that, all that and more coming up on this week's The David Eagle Podcast with me, David Eagle. And me, Ellie Skinner. Job done. Right. <laughs>
OK, so now we'll get back to what we were talking about. You've just gone really hyper. <laughs> it's it really, really funny how it, quickly that's affected you. It really does. It's very hot in here as well. It is really hot. Should we open the window? Well, we could do. That might be, also, it might be a bit of background Ambient noise. noise. But I, I didn't sort know of... if we were avoiding that. It's not as windy as it was, so we might be all right. This is a great angle for the video. Oh. Straight down my dress, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> that again. There we go. We've opened the window now, listeners. So That will help a little bit. Well, it's almost like I think people can now enjoy the podcast on two levels. They can enjoy what I'm saying and what you're saying, but also they can then maybe listen another time and, and see what ambient noise they can yeah. hear. So there you go. Extra bit of listening for you. As I say, we don't have many listeners, but the ones we have are really diligent. So <laughs> they can enjoy listening to the podcast twice now. Anyway, so this gig that I did last week in Liverpool. So this is the one where they had the chatty girls who mm-hmm. I ended up responding to so much that they just said, well, we're off, we're leaving. <laughs> and, was, and everyone cheered. So there was already an odd dynamic in the room. This person had, like, the most incredible laugh, but it was so intense that it meant that I'd be doing a joke and then about, I want to keep the rhythm going because the idea is you go, there's a joke, and you keep it, and you build. That's not what I do, by the way. I do, it's only Morse code. If you don't understand Morse code, you're not going to but they absolutely love it on the ship, on the, the, the the, the sailors, they love it. <laughs> so it meant that the rhythm was completely disrupted because this guy would just laugh and then he would just continue to laugh. But anyway, here is this uh, guy's laugh. <laughs> when he said he had it, I, I mean, thought it was just going to be like a a big guffawing but that oh. is weird no no unfortunately gaffaw couldn't make it no. but um got <laughs> <laughs> to the point that i wasn't couldn't be sure whether people were now laughing, laughing at my at jokes la- or just <laughs> laughing at his laugh i think we can pour it in from the pleasure beach <laughs> He's just listening to a podcast on his Bluetooth device. He doesn't even know comedy's happening. <laughs> Is there a safe word for you, my friend? <laughs> so it's literally all in vain. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I'm- so this is a bit later on in the gig now, and it gets rather con- dis- disconcerting at this point because I do a joke and then the laughing guy stops. It's literally all in vain. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I go for laughter, but I'll accept it. I'll accept it. <laughs> What's really worrying is the bloke over there suddenly gone all quiet. <laughs> That's rather disconcerting. If this shit isn't even working on you, mate, there's no point in me trying. <laughs> I mean, you were very much the easiest to please. <laughs> but I'm going to feel really bad if you're not laughing and you've just got a terrible illness. But, uh Braille, that's the good stuff. <laughs> Thank you. I know this is a free night, Adam, but can I pay to get off stage? Well, I shall uh, leave you with these final thoughts. And let's find out how my final thought went with this with this guy. <laughs> that, uh... <laughs> so there we go. 
I faded him out at the end. Funny I could have done that in real life. I was starting to become nostalgic for the chatty girls. I was like, all is forgiven. So I think I might have him as like my ringtone or something if I need to be perked up. If I'm like, oh, the gig went a bit terrible last night, I'm clearly not funny. I've just got to play him That there. should be your, or be your timer when you're about to come off, off stage. That could be it. Instead of a little subtle beeping, it's just... <laughs> well, yeah, but then people wonder... Who the, What's going on there? Who's the little man in my pocket? <laughs> <laughs> we often wonder who's the little man in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I forgot to mention that we're doing, we're doing on this week's podcast. Oh, yeah. Spammer time! Excellent. It's our feature where I, where I or Ellie will read out a spam email that I have received this week. We have two that I thought we'd read out because Ooh. they are sort of on a similar vein to each other. We should talk more. That's not Ellie. That's what it is Ellie saying that, but that's what the subject of this spam email is. We should talk more. From someone I've never spoken to ever in my life. Hello. Compliments of the season and greetings so, to you. What season? Uh, the summer early season? Early summer? Early summer season. You don't say that, do you? You say compliments of the season if it's Christmas, don't you? Yeah, or you maybe just, like Easter or Or maybe push. Pride Month. Yeah, maybe. But you don't say compliments. It's not Easter, though, is it? No. So there's no season. What What is the season that they're referring to? So anyway, compliments to the season anyway. My name is Belita and I live alone here in San Jose, California. I was surfing online looking for an old friend when I came across your email address and decided to write you a message. Oh, I don't know how that is possible. <laughs> so she's surfing online and then for an old friend yeah. and then suddenly comes across my email address and just, I don't know how, like where is my email address on? What's she, be, what's she looking for? <laughs> Who is this friend? She finds someone's email address online just randomly there for some reason and just goes, do you know what? I think I'll email him. Now... He obviously doesn't know I am, so I need to mention the subject. This is a bit weird. I've just found your email address while doing an online search. Nah, nah. Tell you what, we should talk more. I should deal with that. I've never spoken to this guy, but we should talk more. Okay. I am single, and I have been alone for some time after my boyfriend passed away from cancer. I recently decided to move ahead and hope to meet someone soon. I'm hoping to meet a friend who can understand me and maybe something more. It's difficult to understand you when you're <laughs> the way you've gone about things so far, to be honest. I would love to know more about what you do, if you don't mind. But there's a whole podcast for that. Exactly. I should send another link to this. Yeah. Are you single? What city do you live in? I hope to hear from you so we can get to know each other better. Thank you. Belita Rojas Navarro. I don't know. Is it, It's probably not much point sending another podcast link because she'll get very jealous when she yeah. realises that you're there. Although she sees the video and she sees how much we hate each other yeah. when we're having that fight there. We really, <laughs> really went the, for the it. The amazing chemistry that I think we'll have, to put, we'll have to <laughs> see if we can find that enough if it looks good. A <sighs> little bit later on, by the way, the clandestine recording that Ellie took of me is me getting very angry about something and I can't even work out what I'm angry about. It's, it's very <laughs> odd. But... Uh, Anyway, our next one then, Ellie. Okay. Hi. I'm a widower and an USMC on special redeployment in Asia. USMC. Is that military Military corps? Okay. Or Marine Corps. Marine Corps. I'm looking for a good-looking and intelligent woman for a relationship. Right, so... (laughs) 
Why email me? Or a man who can accept to take custody for me, an amount being proceed of a raid we carried out on one of the terrorist strongholds here. That is brilliant. <laughs> you should get that more on dating apps. Imagine that in like uh, on the newspaper things, a good sense of humour, uh, seeking a woman um, for friendship possibly more, or a man who can do some embezzlement for me. <laughs> Also, why can't a woman get involved with this money thing? Yeah. It's very odd. Woman for sex, man for money. If you are the one, mail me back with your picture enclosed. Now, why does it matter when it says the one? Like, if you're in a relationship, I can understand email about it, but why would I need to send him a picture to get involved with... Maybe to prove you're not one of the terrorists in the stronghold there that they oh, carry it. out a raid oh, on. Oh, that'll be typical. Anyway. All communication must be through an end-to-end encrypted means. So it's important... Well, I've, I've heard about that kind of sexual thing. <laughs> and it's important... Have your ends encrypted. <laughs> <laughs> end-to-end encryption. So it's important. I'll give you oh my god! I'll give you some end-to-end encryption, my dear. <laughs> so it's important that you must have WhatsApp for easy communication. I got your email contact through an opt-in consumer directory. I expect your response. I expect your response. Right, I need a partner or someone to help me get this money in from this raid that I did for a terrorist organisation. An opt-in communication service online should get me an email address or two. That should be good. It's a very strange way of doing things. That was... Spammer time. Oh, I forgot to do the other jingle. <laughs> oh, well, it's all right. People have, people have heard that. I say, yeah. everyone listens every week. It's just Mary, Carl. Um, Carl and Phil and Maureen and that kind of thing. So, okay, so that's that feature done. Right, next. <laughs> <laughs> Time is of the essence today mm. because we're uh, meeting our good friend Phil Nickel, yeah. who's in town doing a gig. So he's going around very shortly. The comedian Phil Nickel, who was on the first ever The David Eagle podcast, where we did animal penis facts. Yeah. People will be like, it's all gone downhill since then, hasn't it? <laughs> the glory days. The glory days of the David Eagle podcast when it was animal penis facts. But, no, not, not animal butt facts. That's, an, that's another time. It's the next series. That's, exactly. Baboons, why have they got flashy arses? Got very red bums. You've actually got an animal bum fact. Well, I've got one. I'm sure I could find some more. Oh, go on then. What's your? <laughs> oh no, that was. What's your animal bum fact then? The baboons have very red. Yeah, bums. but you said why do they? Oh, it's something to do with attracting mates. Mm. It's, it's like a show. You just of... use an opt-in communication service. <laughs> that's how you. That's how you find a mate. Everyone knows that. Just they swell search up Search on as the well. internet for baboons email bums. They, so get they all... swell. They swell. Yeah. The swollen red bottom of a female baboon has long been thought to be... Now, you are reading this. I am. Right, because it just... The way you... (laughs) Sounded like you had no idea, and you suddenly... (sighs) Just suddenly went, the swollen red bottom of a... (laughs) Go on, then. It only happens on female baboons, and it's a sign that they're ready to mate, and their their bottoms just... um, Yeah, they... Is that, no, you're it's not reading, band. presumably no, not, not reading anymore, anymore now. You've, it's, it's evident when you are reading and when you're not reading. Because <laughs> you saw the swollen red bottoms of the red of the bones are <laughs> well, I'm atypical. Well, through Google now. And then it's just there, uh, yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Well, so it just makes it clear to the, the males that they're ready to be ready mating. Ready to mate. It's now saying about why some monkeys have blue testicles. And some of them do. When I lived in Tanzania, there were some monkeys nearby and oh. they did have very bright blue testicles. You, and I wasn't expecting that. You told us 
when you're in Tanzania that you saw quite a lot of masturbating baboons. Mas- yeah, yeah. I did say masturbating that time, not masticating. The subtitles go, no, I just said masticating again. Yeah. No, masturbating that time. The brighter the face, rump and genitalia, the higher the male's status. You're a person who can't see colour, so it's quite... So, I, in- yeah, so yeah. it'll be difficult to me, you know, when the baboon is ready to have sex with me. No, exactly. Yeah, it's quite awkward. It what could are the, be. It's one of the downsides of being blind, that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm forcing myself on a monkey and sometimes it's not it's not consensual. And they say, what are you doing, David? I'm, I'm sorry. You say, it's not red. It's not red. It seems <laughs> swollen to me. No. Where are we going next? I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I, I said we haven't got a script, didn't I? But, uh, <sighs> oh, I did warn you it was going to be haphazard. But well, there we are. Oh, no, what I was saying was, yeah. to save us a little bit of time, <laughs> Ellie put her hand in my big box earlier. I did. It wasn't swollen. No. It was a bit red. And uh, she pulled out a cassette and I have listened to what is on that cassette and I found some highlights. Uh, so we know, I know what's on this week's cassette. I'm quite glad, actually, because I'm going to save it as the last feature on okay. the podcast. The reason for that is because I'm, I'm thinking that some people might find it a bit irritating. Okay. <laughs> Whereas the good stuff like this, that everyone <laughs> will enjoy. The, 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 you know, the stuff for all the family, the swollen baboon testicles and back bottoms and that kind of thing. Maybe that would be the name for the show, maybe. Something to do with baboon testicles. We know what the audience wants. We know how to get them coming. I didn't mean like that. Oh, dear. All right. Oh, don't bring tears into this. Um, we'll have facts about deer testicles. Talk about fornicating. But the recording that I'm going to play you now is a recording, a clandestine mm. recording. So you've started, you've taken it upon yourself to just press record at times on your phone when I'm doing something that you deem as odd or... Yeah. It's basically, if I know you're going to start getting wound up by something that you probably shouldn't get wound up by, and I'm going to find it a bit funny, I'll record it, and also then you can listen back and go, why am I getting so cross about this or this and well it's difficult for me to say why am I getting so cross about this because I've absolutely no idea what I'm <laughs> getting cross on. about okay. and who I'm getting cross at and, oh yeah um, sometimes you do just rant so then I, I just record but I'm, having, I'm shouting at someone and I yeah. what I do when I'm angry a lot of the time is I start a little bit of a dialogue you do sorry about that but you've learned a valuable lesson go and be a better person I will I will go Go and be a better person. So you can hear that I'm responding as them. I will, I will. So I think you must have got this right at the end of the run. Because it sounds like we're sort of making peace a little bit here. Go and be a better person. I will, I will. Good. Go and be a better person. Put this behind you. And in future, don't be such a fucking arse. (laughs) I think this is this this is a, a computer's not working thing. That's what this sounds like. But I'm obviously blaming it on someone. Yeah, yeah, because it's like whoever the tech is, the technician who has scheduled an update or has decided to change something so it looks better visually, but it makes it less oh, accessible for you. Because that's what happens loads. That's what happens loads, where a computer program or a website or something suddenly is, is it updated and it looks more visually pleasing, apparently. And, all, and they suddenly go, now, this looks even more... Oh, visually better and all this. And it means that I suddenly can't use it because they've, mm. Im- they've improved it for the sighted people. That really annoys me. And then me. haven't thought about how... And what I'll often do then is I'll say, I have a a dream (laughs) that I could blind people who work in computers, but not permanently. No, just 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 until they get the lesson. But I say, I'll blind you for a week, and then you'll realize how difficult it is to be blind and for your computer programs not to work. But to be honest, I'm not sure that really works as an idea because if you're blinded, 
chances are that first week you're not going to touch a computer. No, Do you know what I mean? Because you're going to be so worried. You're going to be in shock about losing your sight. You're not going to go, oh, right, I've lost my sight. That's a really inconvenience, but I really need to get this uh, this audio <laughs> edited. Right, hang on. Oh, suddenly inaccessible. I don't know. Oh, I feel like such an idiot. Oh. And then, oh, my sight's come back. I've learned a valuable lesson. <laughs> and in future, don't be such a fucking ass. <laughs> Would you like some chocolate cake? <laughs> Now, that's what I don't understand. That's the reason I'm playing this bit. Because I think that the other bit is intriguing. But all of a sudden I go, now, would you like some chocolate cake? Why? Because you're making peace with the, the yeah. fictional aggressor. I'm just going, stop being such a fucking arse. No. Would you like some chocolate cake? <laughs> don't be such a fucking arse. No. Would you like some chocolate cake? Whatever that was about, that's why I'm like when I'm angry. So I was going to say you won't like me when I'm angry, but you get a free bit of chocolate cake at the end of it, so it might be worth it. You get called a fucking arse and then you get a bit of chocolate cake. (laughs) 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 Oh, dear. So that's that done. Um, (laughs) Next. What do we do? Do we do the heroin journey and then we have a bit of herbal tea to calm us down? Okay, well, I'll tell you what then. Uh, Why don't we, before that, do your um, mild... News! It's mild potato news time, so we thought this is going to be the week where we... um, Harvested. Harvested and tasted the potatoes, but then I got waylaid by just life at the moment. We've just been really busy. Oh, I haven't told you my school story. Well, we'll do that in a minute. Let's do oh, the potatoes. I was going to dedicate the podcast to the child who gave the best heckle ever. Yeah. Didn't even realise it was going to be a heckle. So that, <laughs> they thought they were muted and they weren't. Oh, it was brilliant. So we're going to get to that um, after mild potato news. Because you've first. told other people, but you've sent me away, so I haven't heard yeah, it Yeah, every yet. single time I've told this story to people, I've made sure that Ellie is not in the room. So that I don't know. So that she doesn't hear it. So <laughs> save it for the podcast is yeah. like a big catchphrase here yeah so the potatoes have been outside for a week yeah they've been fully watered and because we were getting ready to harvest them i thought i'd check the original bag and i had a little rummage and i did find a new potato that had grown but it's only the size of a grape so i don't know if they need a little bit longer um the leaves are dying off and some of the stuff i've read has suggested that once the leaves are starting to die that's when harvesting should happen. So there you go. So there that's you your go. potato news. Man. There is your mild. News. We're really not meant to use copyright material technically for the podcast. <laughs> I just feel if if eventually that we get this podcast gets banned and it's going to be like <laughs> it's going to be because of the potato. It's going to be because of the potato bit. I should get in touch with Cheryl Wheeler and say, can we just have permission to use your? Maybe listenership has been driven up by us playing just a snippet and people are like, what is the rest of that potato song? Exactly. I'd like to think that Cheryl Wheeler's going. I don't understand it. We've got six people uh, (laughs) looking here. um, Weekly. (laughs) Listening to the potato news. Like that she's calling it the potato news song. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they should rename it. I bet you she does. I bet you. Oh, no. Imagine if she comes over here to do a a tour. (gasps) 
and everyone's going and then everyone just goes news please please guys please I've heard this over and over again you've this song is everywhere we go people are shouting news at the end of the song it's like when in school we would sing sing hosanna yeah. Now sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna. Oh, we can get sued by the people who, who, did, who, who made sing Hosanna now. Mm. Sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King of Kings. So you do that, they sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King. And that's how it's meant to end. Yeah. But all the kids just go, of Kings. Oh, that's interesting. At our school, we shouted Elvis. Oh, really? Yeah. Sing Hosanna to the King. Elvis. And did you get into trouble for that? Yes. Yeah. And then we had to start again. That's what would happen. And you knew there was always someone in the class who would do it. Oh, yep. King, again. And we'd be like, nope, we're not. We're going to do like it again. It's when um, <laughs> at lunchtime we had to say grace. The dinner ladies, if they didn't think that you believed that you were thanking God for oh, your wow. your soggy sandwich from yeah. your super hot lunchbox, no offence, mum and dad, then they would tell you to start again before oh. you could eat. So like everyone had to do it sounding like they were really grateful. So it's like, for what we're oh about to receive... Oh, my God! <laughs> for what we're about to receive, may the Lord make us truly thankful. Amen. And then people would go, start again. Because the dinner ladies so would go, it. start again. And then they'd go, start again, because you've ruined the Jesus moment. So it's not even a Christian school. Talking of schools, yeah. that links us perfectly, Ellie. We're doing this online school thing. Yeah. We're doing a lot of school work online, which is absolutely brilliant. I'll tell you what is great about it. The fact that you can just, you've got all these kids, these rowdy kids, and at the end of the day, you, you've done the singing with them and stuff, and then they just got these primary school kids and you say bye and they go bye thank you bye <laughs> and then you just close it down and they're gone <laughs> it's such a wonderful thing I know that sounds like it's worth doing the day just for that um, you can have just that as a testimonial off. but it's just the most amazing thing because you've like you've been in this moment and I've been playing the accordion and you've got all these kids like around you and like, and you kind of immerse yourself in it a bit it feels like you're in the school but then it just means normally what would happen is all the kids would say goodbye they'd all be like filing out thank you thank you thank you some people would come up and try and play the accordion you're pa- I'm packing up the accordion you'd pack up everything you then have to get to the out of the school sign yeah. out you'd have to get into the car or the van or whatever you'd have to then wait for all the parents to let you out you know like because the yeah. school's going out and then you'd have to go to the travel lodge or wherever you're staying because you'd be doing a school the next day and that's the day you know that, that that'd be the day and now it just you finish three o'clock bye everything's gone sean's out the door within like a minute <laughs> the day is done <laughs> absolutely brilliant <laughs> Anyway, I really advertise. As you can tell, I really enjoy if the... If you'd uh, like to book the young'uns for your school... Please do, because it's worth it. It's worth it for that three o'clock end, just for me. Um, yeah, there was a bit of an incident with one of the kids. The, other. the trouble is, if, you, if you're a bit annoyed with one of the children, you, you can't give them the chocolate cake afterwards. <laughs> I just have to call them a fucking arse, and then I'm like, where's, where's my chocolate cake? Oh, you can't have any, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm only here to send it through the post, mate, you fucking arse. <laughs> Anyway, um, I don't do that. I'm a very responsible adult in real life. We were doing a really posh school mm. in somewhere in Cambridgeshire, and all the children were very posh. We were in the uh, assembly waiting to do our final performance, and everyone was sort of bustling in. And we had our video and our audio muted, but we could still hear what they were saying. Mm. And we just put our video on just as one of the kids said, Sir... Sir, they look poor. <laughs> <laughs> they look poor. <laughs> or po- 
Boa in my accent. <laughs> and then, and then the teacher was absolutely horrified. And it didn't make any sense what he did, because he went, they couldn't hear you. <laughs> they couldn't hear you. And the thing is, we could hear him. So I don't yeah. know why he was keeping his voice down, because we could hear it. And the thing is, with the way that it works as well, because if it's got compression built in, so when you talk quietly, it just Zoom just amplifies it. So <laughs> it doesn't make it any less quieter. All it makes it is even worse, because it's like, they couldn't hear you. And we were, like, absolutely loving it. And, and I nearly, at the end of the day, I always send an email to the school and stuff, <laughs> saying, I'm really sorry for calling one of the kids the fucking arse <laughs> you know could you hear some money get them some chocolate cake um, I always do a little email to say thank you and stuff and we send them recordings of stuff send them the podcast um, listen to this you'll love this one it's got some lovely facts about baboons very educational <laughs> I was thinking in my email that I sent of saying as a stand up comedian I expect to get my most brutal heckles doing that but that was absolutely <laughs> brilliant but I thought the teacher was really sort of prim and proper and I think would have been devastated and I, I think that child is probably got going to get enough grief for that <laughs> but that's just brilliant I don't know what it was about us I had quite a you were a bit beardy, beardy then weren't you but yeah sir they look poor maybe I should call this the David Eagle podcast <laughs> um, <laughs> last night I did a gig in London I needed to get the last train home which was the five minutes past eleven at five past ten ourselves that should give me an hour to get from where I was in Camden to King's Cross now it's a I managed to walk it in 40 minutes, but I didn't want to walk it back mm. because if anything went wrong, it would be easy to go wrong. And also, if it was getting a bit darker, it wasn't the kind of walk that you want to do. I mean, I really should record these walks, but I want to get from A to B. And when I was doing the 2018 dollops, it so happened that it coincided with all the gigs that I was doing. All my podcasts were just me going... It's saying there's some steps, but I can't find any steps. And then I was like, oh, there's no steps anywhere. But it keeps warning me of steps. And then a minute later, when it wasn't warning me about steps, I've just fallen down some steps. And all the podcasts were me just getting lost. <laughs> that time I did a podcast and they're, they're piss-smelling underpass. Um, so anyway, <laughs> there's so many adventures just getting to and from the gigs. So getting to this particular gig, you've got to, it takes you along Regent's Canal on the towpath. And to the left of me is water. And my phone was constantly going, slight left, slight left. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I cannot go slight left. I think the path was curving slight left and it kept going, go slight left. It was just basically saying, follow the path. But rather than just saying, follow the path, it kept going, go slight left. If I had not realised there was water, I'd have been straight in there. So that's quite harrowing in itself, walking along this canal. And then there's points where it goes under a tunnel and the canal's still to the left, so it's getting mm. darker. So I can't see a thing now because it's getting darker. And, and when it gets too dark, my sight completely goes. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I know it does for everybody, <laughs> but I mean, like, not as dark as you'd be able to still see people who can see but I mean that that would really affect my sight broad yeah. sun and, it, and also it was really sunny so I'd go from like dazzling sun which really affects my eyesight so I can't see it and then like quite dark which really affects my eyesight so at no point could I really see where I was going <laughs> and the other problem as well is and I knew this from the last time that I did it there are bits that it's got like a rock face that juts out and it's really low and I clacked my head on it last time so now I'm mindful of that so I was walking all of the time with my head down like bent over I thought I don't want to do that on the way back no nope. that's going to be a bit too much so I'll get the tube now I put in chalk farm tube I thought that's probably the closest one 
And I started walking in the wrong direction because I hadn't got the, the thing up yet on the map. So I just started walking in a direction. I said to someone, is the tube this way? And they said, yeah, yeah, just keep walking for five minutes in that direction. And that's where it is. But then my phone kicked in and suddenly went, turn around when possible. So I'm like, what? So I kept walking in, the, in that direction. And said, no, turn around, turn around. So I turned around and walked in the direction that I, it, it was telling me to go in. And I thought, well, it seems a lot happier now. But I think what had happened is I did originally search for Camden Station, but there was no Camden Station showing up. But it turns out it's just called Camden Town. Ah, but Chalk okay. Farm, when I typed in Chalk Farm Underground, it came up as Chalk Farm Underground Station. So when you just see Camden Town, you just think it means the Camden Town. town. Yeah, you don't yeah. think it means that's the name of the station. Because I typed in Camden Underground Station and nothing came up. And now it turns out I should have definitely gone to Camden Station because of what happened next. So I'm at Chalk Farm Station. I was just about to swipe my card in when one of the security people or one of the members of staff said, stay there, mate, and we'll get you some assistance. So I thought, oh, okay, well, fair enough. I don't really feel I need any assistance because I could just ask uh, a member of public. But it is often handy if there's a member of staff there, so that'd be brilliant. So I stayed there. And five minutes later, and there's still no sign of anyone, about seven minutes later, someone comes and says, just keep holding there, mate. We've got... uh, There's a diversion. So you can't get a train from Chalk Farm to St Pancras. You have to get off at Camden first. And I was thinking, well, that's bloody typical, because seemingly when I was saying to that person, I'm going in the right direction of the tube, and they said, oh, yeah, just keep walking for five minutes, that would have taken me to Camden. I then turned round, walked to the other direction, and walked eight minutes to Chalk Farm. <laughs> and now I'm waiting, and it's getting to, like, uh, half past ten, and he's telling me to wait, and he's now telling me that I need to get off at Camden, and then I need to get another tube, and they're going to get someone to meet me at Camden, and then put me on the same pancreas. But they're having a bit of a problem get finding someone at Camden. Mm. And I was saying to him, just get... like If you just put me on the train, I'll just ask a member of public when we get to Camden. Yeah, there'll be someone there. There'll be someone there. And I said, and do you know what platform it is when we get to Camden? He said, oh, yeah, just, you need platform four. That'll take you to St Pancras. So I was like, oh, well, if you just put me on the train. He said, no, 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 no. I'm going to get assistance for you. And I said, well, it's just I'm going to miss the train if I don't get someone. He said, well, you're under our care now. Your safety is the most important thing. And I'm thinking, no, no. I was thinking, you have no idea. I was bloody clambering over in a rock, (laughs) under a rock face, going by Regent's Canal while my phone was saying slight left. My safety is absolutely fine. I'm going to be fine on the tube. And I've done, and also I got to the tube by myself. Yeah. I've got from London by myself. I do these gigs all... You've travelled all over the country on your own. You're perfectly capable of getting on and off a train. So, no, if you just hold, sir, and he sort of, he's off before I can say, look, just put me on the train. And now I don't know what to do. And the trouble is, I'm caught in what I call a politeness paralysis, whereby (laughs) I know I'm going to miss the train, but I'm too polite and awkward to just make a run for it. Because really, I could just swipe myself in and just take set off and just say to a member of the public, right, I need to get this train, this is the platform I need to be on, etc, etc. Five minutes later, he comes back and he says, we're still struggling to get someone. And I say, look, we've got to get the train. I need you to take me down. But then something kicks in on the thing and it says, uh, can, and they call them VIPs, visually impaired people. That's what they call us, which is mm-hmm. great because when you're on the train and you get met, you get handed over from different people and there's someone waiting. And then they'll say, we have now, we have now acquired the VIP. <laughs> the VIP is coming. And it sounds like you're part of a spy film. It's lovely. Yeah, I love it. I'll put some dramatic music on in my head. Something comes over the walk. Talkie, and it says, 
can you ask the VIP? Another oh, first thing they got is so and so and so and so to whatever it's called. Are you receiving over? <laughs> and I'm thinking, just look, you know the walkie talkies are working. You just just say the thing that you're going to say. If they're not receiving, then say it again. Don't ascertain whether they're receiving first. And then he goes, this is so and so and so and so. Just say yes. He knows who you are <laughs> because you've just asked him. If he goes yes, you got. I'm sorry. Who was that? Who said yes there? Well, it's son's and son's who you've just been talking to. I don't think he's going to be shocked. Bloody hell, where did that voice come from? So he goes, this is so-and-so and so-and-so to so-and-so and so-and-so. I mean, my thing would be give you different code names other than so-and-so and so-and-so. <laughs> this is so-and-so and so-and-so reporting to so-and-so and so-and-so. Yes, I am indeed receiving over. I mean, don't, don't say indeed, because it's just, it's taking up too much time. I repeat, I am receiving over. Can you please ask the VIP whether he is happy to adhere to social distancing? Now, I knew exactly what this was about. Basically, what this means is, do I need to hold on to someone to be guided or not, or can I just follow them? Yeah. And that's fine. So as soon as he said, can you ask me about social... I'm then going, yes, yes, tell them yes, yes. And the trouble is, you can't interrupt someone on the walkie-talkie, can you? No. Because you have to wait till they're finished. So then he goes, if he is happy to adhere to social distancing, in other words, I'm like, I don't need other words, are they happy to follow alongside rather uh, than being because obviously with the covid situation uh, we are unable and I'm, i know this and i'm going tell him, just say, yeah when he says just say yes yes that's fine and let's keep going yeah that's fine and then he says i repeat is the uh, vip happy to adhere to social distancing over oh, we're getting a call oh baby. god <laughs> hello hello oh is that phil nickel hello oh. phil where are you my friend Am I live on air? I'm right outside your house. All oh, right. <laughs> we were recording a podcast. We'll come and we'll come and get you. That's Phil Nickel there. So we're going to have to continue this story a little bit later on, listeners. You are on the on the pre-recorded air. We can't leave this now another week because we've started. So still to come, listeners, on the podcast, the rest of this harrowing journey. We've got herbal tea of the week and an irritating cassette roulette. Okay, we're back. We've had a lovely time with Phil Nickel. In fact, (laughs) Phil Nickel is going to tell us a story next week about a journey that he experienced. I don't know if it's a harrowing journey, but it's a story about a journey, and he says it's very entertaining and very good, if he does say so himself. So he's going to come on the podcast. He's going to tell us that story next week. And I think that could be maybe a weekly feature where we get comedians and musicians on to tell us their journey stories. Mm. So there you go. Good always idea, thinking. Mate. But let's not focus on other weeks when we're in the middle <laughs> of doing this week's this podcast. Story. He's coming over the walkie-talkie and he's saying all this and I am desperately trying to say yes, just say yes. But he's saying the VIP has confirmed that he is fine, yes, to adhere to social distancing. I repeat, the VIP has confirmed that. <laughs> over. And I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous. That whole thing that could have just been done. Like All you had to do is just, Nigel, can you ask him if he's fine just following along rather than being guided? Over. Hiya, Patrick. Yeah, he says that's absolutely fine. Thanks, over. That's all you had to do, but it took a minute with all these calls and VIP this. So we've now get into the situation where we're walking to the train and the train is just coming in. And I'm thinking, finally. But at this point, I'm really worried because it is now, I think, uh, 22.11 and mm. the train is at five past. And bearing in mind, once we get to the King's Cross, we've got between somewhere between a five and ten minute walk to get from the tube station into St Pancras onto yeah. the platform. So I, I need to be comfortable 
I need to be there. Well, really, ideally, I should be there now. <laughs> so the train's coming in. I'm thinking, finally, we're about to get on it. And all of a sudden, I hear over the walkie-talkie, if it's on so so whatever it is, um, I said, why is it changing into whatever it is? is he, he's like, oh, I don't know. He gets confused sometimes. So 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 Can you please, um, we're just waiting um, on confirmation for that. We should be with, uh, the, be able to be with the VIP in the next 10 minutes. But if you could please just uh, hold the VIP from getting on the next train. Thank you. And I, at this point, and, he's, and he turns to me and says, oh, he wants you on the, the next train, so we'll leave this one. And I said, I'm getting on this train. <laughs> and I was really apologetic, but I was like, I'm sorry, mate, but I've got to get on the train. So I got on the train, and the doors just closed, and I think, finally, I'm on. So I get off at Camden, and, f- and there is somebody to meet me, so they'd obviously managed to get someone there. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, walk really quickly. And this is often the problem with these people as well, mm. because they're used to, and in fairness, they're used to taking people maybe who are slower walkers. Yeah. Or, you know, they... they maybe a little infirm. Yeah, but I'm not really. I can walk fast and I need to walk fast. And we get to the point where we're on the escalator and I go to walk up the escalator and he's put his arm there to sort of protect me from, like, falling or whatever. And I'm like, I'm trying to walk forward like this. And I'm like, come on, we need to walk up the escalator. And he's like, what, you can't really walk up? And I'm sort of walking past people. I've got my accordion, so I'm, like, probably banging into people. But I'm walking up the escalator. I'm like, I've got to make this train. And he says, OK, do you want me to get you assistance? And I said, to be honest... If assistance is readily available, I'll take assistance. Otherwise, I'll just ask a member of the public. And he says, well, I need you to be clear about what you want. I think that's quite clear to And I was like, well, I need to get on a train. If there is assistance and it can be available really quickly when I get to King's Cross, that's brilliant because they can get me there quicker. But if not, I basically can't afford to wait for another 25 minutes. And in fairness, I might have been a bit... I was trying not to be short, Mm. but my heart is like beating. Because if I miss this train, it's the last one. I'm now stranded in London. I've got to pay for another ticket. Accommodation. I've got to get accommodation. And the people at King's Cross said, yeah, yeah, we'll have someone there to meet him. So brilliant. The train comes in. I get on the train. Now, it's like quarter two now. And we get 48 minutes past and it says the next stop is Euston. So I think, right, it's the, next, it's the one after this. So mm. it means I now know I'm going to get into King's Cross at 10 to. So it's couldn't it fine, but it means I've got 15 minutes. So I should make it, really. There shouldn't be any problem. If there's assistance, then I should make it. So we get to Euston. And then all of a sudden, I hear we're just... Uh, being held in Euston uh, for, a, for a couple of minutes because there's been a bit of an issue. Uh, just please bear with us. We'll be hopefully going within the next three minutes. And I'm thinking, well, that takes us up to 53 minutes past. And then it says the next station is Warren, Warren, Warren Street. Street. And I think, it's not. Surely it's Euston and then this. It's Euston, it's King's Cross after Euston. So mm. what's going on? And then the driver comes on the train and he says, sorry, my fault, it's my fault, and it's the other guy's fault who put you on, which put you on the wrong train. Oh, my and I'm thinking, well, I've missed it then, haven't I? And he said, I've got to drive this train now, I've got to get underway, so you just wait here, and, and I've been informed that it's going to be, within the five minutes, someone's going to be with you. Mm. And I'm thinking, I haven't got five minutes. So he gets on the train, and now I'm just stranded stranded at a tube platform. I said, can I get there myself? Is it pretty close? He said, no, you've got to cross the other side of the station. So I'm going, well, it's going to take two or three minutes to get across. I'm not going to be on a train until, like, three minutes to 11. Yeah. I'm now going to miss... uh, There's no way. So now I'm resigned to the fact that I'm going to miss this. So a guy comes up about a minute later, and again, I'm like, we've got to go fast. We've got to go fast. He gets me on the train, and we pull in to King's Cross at... One minute to 11. Oh, God. 
So I've now got, it must be a 10 minute walk, I've now got six minutes to get on this train and sometimes they close the doors two minutes before leaving or a yeah. minute before leaving. So I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do it. And I'm sweltering, I've got my mask on and that is making it horrible because like, just when you're sweating and you're breathing in a mask, I was almost and just... And you're stressed as well. And, yeah. yeah, so I get to King's Cross, there's no one there. So I'm looking around, there's no one, as in there's no assistance. And I'm like, I can't wait. So I've, I just basically, a member of the public just comes up and says, can I help you? And I just latch onto him. <laughs> I just say, I need to get to St Pancras, I've got a train at 11.05. <laughs> and he goes, oh, okay. Let's go. <laughs> and we start walking. And I was like, I want to run. I want to run, but he just didn't seem... He sounded like quite breathless. And I was like, shit, I've picked someone who can't walk quick enough. And so I'm almost pushing him. I've got hold of him, and I'm like pushing him. And then we get to the escalator, and um, and I'm doing my walk up. And he's like... <sighs> and I'm walking up really fast, and then I suddenly hear, crash! And I realised my bottle of water has fallen out. And then the man goes, is that your bottle of water? And I said, yeah, yeah, but never mind, it's a casualty. <laughs> and he goes, I'll just go and get it. And I'm like, oh, no, no please don't. And anyway, in fairness to him, he gets the bottle and comes back up with it, no time really lost. And so I get my bottle and um, we walk. And he said, there's no way you're going to make the train. There's no way oh. you're going to make it. I don't see how you're going to make it. It's uh, it's one minute past 11. We've got to get all the way through the tube station and onto the platform. And I'm like, there is a chance that we might make it. And he says, what, what happens if you don't make it? What's going to happen? And I'm like, well, I'll, I'll just, I don't know. I, I haven't thought that far through, to be honest, so I need to make it. And I feel really bad because I'm putting this pressure on this man and I'm pushing him. Down. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was, like, I was suddenly thinking, because again, I'm, I'm in the slight politeness paralysis. I was like, do you have to get on a train somewhere? You know, I don't want to hold you up because you're... And he said, oh, no, it's all right. I've got to go to St Albans. There's loads of trains somewhere I'm going. I, I will try and get you there. But I was trying to push him, but I didn't know how fast he could go. And he seemed quite out of breath. Three minutes past 11 when we get into the station. And he's like, I can see the platform ahead, but we've got to go up 100 metres and we've got to go up an escalator. So we get to the escalator <laughs> at three, uh, just after three minutes past 11. And I am properly walking up and he is fully out of breath. He's like, oh, God, you're walking very fast for me. And I'm like, I'm I'm really sorry. I said, if, if you, if you, you know, I'll, I'll ask somebody else. I'll just latch onto somebody else if you. No, no, it's all right. And then he said, I can see the train ahead. I can see the train ahead. And I'm like, I cannot miss this now. And I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, shall I break into a run? And he says, do you want me to run ahead? And, and, and I was like, well, if you're going to run ahead, I might as well run ahead with you. <laughs> so we just start sprinting and we get to the train at four minutes past 11 and the doors are closed. And then the man, the guard, had saw me running and he opened the door and the man just said, you're on, you've made it, you're on. <laughs> But we almost sort of gave each other a bit of a hug. And then as I did, I was like, oh, maybe that's not a good idea because he sort of stepped on the train. I thought if I give him a hug, I hold on to him. He, he, the other guy might not know that the, uh, he doesn't want to be on. So either I give him a hug, the doors close, and I'm on the train station, and we're both... We thought we'd made it. I mean, imagine how awkward that would be <laughs> if I'm at the train. You've made it. Oh, brilliant. Thanks, mate. I give him a hug. It's like, the door's closed. Shit, oh, I haven't made it. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, that was the best hug of my life, mate. Come back with me tonight. Uh, just me, you and the baboon. Um, because the other problem would have been, what was if he'd have, like, stepped on to get me oh, on and, and the door's the closed? <laughs> and I'm the like, I'm hugging is... this man who I don't even want. The next stop's like Leicester or something. And this guy has, <laughs> like, gone out of his way. I've now given him a heart attack. Like, trying to get me across and then his reward for that is to come all the way to Leicester on. <laughs> anyway so we get on and it's that weird thing because then it's like a four hour train journey over the late night one it doesn't get in until three o'clock so you've suddenly had all that adrenaline and now I'm on a train 
and I've got to just sit there for four hours. Oh, but mm. thank God I made it, Ellie. Oh. It was so, well, harrowing. And, yeah, it was. Harrowing and you rang me at six minutes past 11, yeah. and my first words were, please tell me you're on that train. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't, because you were so out of breath, I couldn't quite make out what you were saying. And I was like, you are on the train, aren't you? Oh, yes. But it was a drama. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh so gosh. hopefully you enjoyed that, because I know it was yeah. quite a lengthy story there, listeners, but I hope that you were... It wasn't just sort of numbers and times and stuff for you, and I actually ma- managed to evoke Convey. what it was like, because uh, that was quite dramatic, but I hope you yeah. enjoyed that. Uh, but now, now it's time for a much more sedate feature. Yes. Herbal Tea of the Week. Well, I'll tell you why, Dido. Your tea's gone cold. The tea's gone cold because it's the herbal tea of the week, cold brew special. So I've furnished with you that information there, Dido. You're welcome, Dido. Oh, a bit of more copyright infringement, but I'm sure you'll agree it was well worth it. If we get sued, it's all worth it for that joke. And when it, when, it, when Dido has sued me for, and, and I have to give her the money, I hope she says, Oh, thank you, thank you. Okay. Um, I'll go and get the tea. Ellie's going to go. <laughs> Ellie's going get to get the tea from the fridge. You brewed yeah. it yesterday. I did. We'll find out what the tea is. I'm going to tell them about my concerns about this feature. Okay. Uh, my concerns about this feature are that it's a little bit twee because uh, <laughs> the previous herbal teas we would well, there's a bit more to it. We had the smell, we had the taste, we had the description. Carl is very happy. In fact, we have a message from Carl, don't we? Uh, yes. Do you want to find that message now? Um, can I find the tea for... I think it'd be better if you, uh, read the message. Okay. Does it matter that I've left the door open and I've not got my headphones on? Oh, my goodness. I told you it'd be haphazard, didn't I? (laughs) That's absolutely fine. Let me We've got the window open as well. I know. And And there was was very nearly a massive bee flying in. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you've got a new follower, David Eagle. Have I? Yeah, just says. Just a new follower. On what? On Instagram. At the David Eagle on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Okay, so... And TikTok as well. (laughs) There's one video on there and it doesn't really count. Uh, Just me me and a baboon. Don't worry about it. So Carl has commented, Good news. I can't say if ever... Have we heard from Carl before? (laughs) I can't say I've ever fancied cold tea, but you do make a good case for it. And I do drink kombucha, which is another form of cold tea, of course. Also, I'm glad to hear that you've abandoned the marketing spiel. He's referring, of course, to in the past we would view it on smell and description. Oh, I sort of agree, but the trouble is I do feel that it's made the feature a bit of a non-event almost because all we're essentially doing is, rate, is rating a tea out of ten. And there's just the one category now. I mean, maybe it's absolutely fine and, and actually it's just a bit of a nice feature just talk about the tea. Maybe we don't need to make it a competition. I mean, that's a thought. Do we need to make it? I mean, Carl's now going, you give with one hand and you take with the other, David. Wouldn't it be nice if we just didn't have the element of competition, maybe? Anyway, you can hear Ellie returning with the, with the cups. Don't sexualise her, David. I just had a thought. Well done. Thanks. I wonder whether there needs to be an element of competition. I don't think there does. I think it's just nice to... Just talk about what the tea is and what we're getting from it and what we like about it, and it's just a nice, twee little feature, a nice thing before you have the irritating cassette roulette. Yeah. OK. That seems fine. Would you like to know what tea we've got? Because I, I haven't told you. that would probably be helpful. So we've got a new tea company, 
Ooh. Samovar Tea House. Samovar. Which is based in Ely. And this is Spring Morning, which is a bright, refreshing herbal infusion combining zesty lemon peel, soothing lemon verbena, large peppermint leaves and sweet linden flower. A sunny, naturally caffeine-free start to the day with a sprinkling of colour in the form of calendula petals and pink cornflowers. We stopped doing it from smell, didn't we? Because there wasn't much There's of a smell. There's not much of a smell with a cold brew. But... That's not the case with this one. No. Oh, it's got a lovely smell. So maybe actually we should be viewing the amount of... <laughs> maybe the other one gets a five so. because it doesn't have a smell. Whereas I love the smell of this. So I might give this a nine for smell because it's lovely, but we're not doing it. Oh, we should just say what we're not doing and the fact that it's not going to be a competition. <laughs> but we give everything a number. So if people want it to be a competition, they, they can, can easily make the competition happen. But we keep telling them there's not a competition. Oh, when I lift it to my face, it's a lovely, fruity, flowery aroma. It's lovely, mm. listeners. Oh. Oh. It's just... It's bright tasting, isn't it? Oh. Do you know what? This would be really good as a lolly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's so zingy and light mm. and really refreshing. Yeah, I love the atmosphere that it creates with the sounds of the eyes mm. clinking on the glass. Oh. <laughs> it does honestly and seem like the feature's a bit weird now. <laughs> but the cap for the listeners, what tea we were referring to. We are drinking a cold brew version of Samovar Tea House's Spring Morning Blend. Lemon peel, lemon verbena, peppermint leaves, linden flower with calendula petals and pink corn flowers. Lovely. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> Thank a brew. Oh. Maybe. Put your hand in my big box, pull out a cassette. We have no idea right now what's on it yet. But then we press play, we'll hear what we get. It's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette. Earlier in the day, Ellie put her hand in my big box. She pulled out a cassette and I have listened to said cassette. I've chosen some highlights from it and I'm going to play those right now. I think it's been a few weeks that we had one that featured myself. Mm. Uh, but we are back to me. Uh, this must be from when I was maybe 14 or 15 and I'm... Very much inspired. We've had many a time on the podcast, haven't we, in Cassette Roulette, we've had Tim Westwood yeah, uh, doing the, on the Radio 1 rap show. And I think that's really infiltrated my being and my mindset here because I'm doing a bit of rapping oh in this clip. So here's a little bit of rapping. Uh, it's not very good. <laughs> I feel no gesture and your pressure. The rappers don't know what to say because I know what that's just. Everybody loves it. There's no need to test you because I'm the best rapper in the world and it's a pressure. Everybody understands how I rap. Sometimes they don't, sometimes they won't, sometimes they can't. Understand what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, but it's a let me know why I'm singing in that shit. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, that's where the tape clicked off. That's a wrap. What I love about that is the fact that I'm going, I am the best rapper in the world, which is a pressure. And then there's another bit where I say, everybody understands my rap. 
And then I say, sometimes they don't. <laughs> sometimes they won't. Sometimes they don't, sometimes they won't, sometimes they can't, sometimes... <laughs> if I can't think of anything, I'll just sort of mumble. <laughs> so I've got a bit of the gesture, I mean in the betcha, and then I come in the gesture. I mean, that's not how you rap. <laughs> so that's some rapping from me there. Now it's time to hear some DJing. Um, but it's kind of like I'm doing... I, I'm, as I say, very much inspired by Tim Westwood here. But there's also some... Very odd stuff going on, and I, as people may know, I do David Eagle's Pick and Mix, the DJ set with no rules, yes. where we, where I pay, play music from all sorts of different genres. Maybe this is the precursor to this, because as you're about to hear, this is a crazy, weird mix here. There's all sorts of stuff featuring in it. The main thing is the fact that I'm sort of doing a Tim Westwood-style presenting here. Mm. Here we go. <laughs> Okay, give me the microphone, baby. Please stand. <laughs> <laughs> now, what did you just say? Now, give me the microphone, baby. <laughs> I do quite disconcertingly say baby quite a lot here. And there's a bit where I... Oh, anyway, you'll hear it. I love how I've got my own jingle here. <laughs> Okay, give me the microphone, baby. Please stand I mean, Dave, Dave Lambert, uh, he's jealous of this mixing. You talk like you, talk like you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to D. David Eagle live. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Fresh from the Tim Westwood book, there. Eagle live. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Randomly rolled Britannia in there. Oh, welcome, 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 people. Ooh, we need some music around here. What do we need? Music. Oh, yes, we do. Baby. Baby. Oh, yes, I do. All right, baby. Music. But what did going you have on? a lot of girlfriends at that time, David? Uh, a lot of girlfriends. <laughs> Any? Just a random music selection. All of a sudden, there's a bit of Eminem, and then all of a sudden, there's... With me playing some weird dance beat over the top. A bit of Rule Britannia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome, 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 people. Ooh, we need some music around here. What do we need? Music. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> right, baby. Oh, yeah, people, you know. Savage Garden. <laughs> That's right, people. Savage Garden. <laughs> 
Ah, so there we are. Wow. I mean, that's a crazy collage there. That's Absolutely. Weird. And I love the fact I'm going, oh, yeah, baby. We need Savage Garden. We've we had Natalie and Brulia. Now yeah. we need Savage Garden, <laughs> baby. Oh, yeah, baby. There's some music up in here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> think that's everything. Strange. Thing we're done. Are we? Cool. Yeah. DavidEagle.co.uk slash gigs. The next big one that's coming up is the uh, comedy night, the online comedy night from live to your living room, hosted by myself and Paul Silky White. And our headliner is Fred McCauley. Other acts to be announced. It's going to be a wonderful night. We had a great time last time. And so get tickets for that. That's happening on June the 25th. DavidEagle.co.uk forward slash gigs. And uh, we'll be back next week with, uh, hopefully, a story from <laughs> Phil. No, I'm saying with hopefully. We'll oh, right. With hopefully, <laughs> if we haven't had a fallen out before then, then <laughs> with hopefully a story from Phil Nickel about a journey. I wonder what that's going to be. Hopefully uh, the first of many stories of musicians and comedians telling their journey stories because it's not just about the gigs. Most of the time, you, you know, you're on stage for only a short amount of time and you actually spend most of the time travelling to and from the gigs. We'll be back next week for another The David Eagle podcast. Thanks, Thanks. baby. Thanks for listening, baby. Mm, oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> we need some more music up in here. <laughs> we could play podcast roulette. Oh. Because what I can do is Just do select all of the tracks in this folder and yeah. then click shuffle. Oh. So everything that we've played on the podcast, click shuffle and, and whatever it is, noise. we're going to close with whatever it plays. Okay. Here we go. Thanks for listening. Bye. Goodbye. He's a smooth Should we do one more? <laughs> Thanks for listening. <sighs> Goodbye. I said, hey, babe, take a walk on the mild side. I said, hey, honey, take a walk on the mild side.